0: Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to Such a Lady, and I'm your host Siobhan. Again, fam, if you're tuning back in, I definitely appreciate you for coming back. If you're new, relax, get comfortable, make yourself at home because you found your tribe. Um, I hope y'all had a good weekend. Happy Monday. Uh, listen now, your girl's having surgery on Wednesday, and if Prayer is your thing. I I want y'all to send some prayers up for me. You know, I know everything's going to be fine, but you can't have too many prayers. Now, listen, if you know your prayers don't make it past the ceiling, it's okay. You don't have to send up no prayers for me. You can wish me luck. (laughs) You you can send a gift, a cash app to boss up candles, anything. If you know it don't make it past the ceiling. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. I just... um. You guys wish me luck. I'll be back next Monday, you know, with another episode. I just know that y'all are my people. And, you know, you tell your people what's going on in your life. If I don't never come back, you know, y'all going to wonder where I'm at. But now y'all not going to have to wonder because y'all know that some, y'all know what I'm, y'all picking up what I'm putting down. So, listen. <laughs> Our such a lady um, of the week, this week is going to be Lady Crazy Sixty. And it's crazy that that is her username, but forgive me, sis, if I got your name wrong, because y'all know me, Um, Aretha Henderson Stevens. Okay, you are our such lady of the week. Congratulations, sis. And to all the other young ladies who I sent out um, candles to, I hope that you all got them. I know that there were some that were a little delayed simply because I had, um, they, they, Placed other orders too, so... But I'm excited, and I'm getting it together. I'm finding a rhythm. So, you guys, let's get this going. And guess what? I found somebody to to help me with the website. I finally broke down because I feel like you guys deserve it. I want to be able to chat with you all more. And I just felt like, you know, I tried my best. I, <laughs> I tried my darn best. So, I found somebody, and it's so crazy because... He took exactly what I was thinking and was, like, putting it together. Like, he was trying to tell me what I wanted before I could tell him what I wanted. And I, and that's when I knew that um, that was the person that I wanted to work with. Now, he probably going to get cussed out a lot because he don't listen. Uh, it's like he want to do what he want to do. And when I first started doing stuff, I used to just let people tell me what to do. Oh, yeah, that's, that's okay. That'll be good. No, now I know what I want. And it better look like what I want because you guys deserve it. So I'm excited, as you can see, because I'm just rambling and I got nothing to do with a story or nothing like that. So um, I do apologize. (laughs) But I'm so excited because you guys don't realize I went from having one listener listen to having a family. And that's more important than just one listener to me. You guys are really family to me. Like I'm always thinking about what can I do, you know, to do such a lady like you guys are always in my mind. And it's so dope. I am planning to do like a mean greet for such a lady. And y'all better come. Like, for real. I I don't know if I want to do the Zoom because more people will be able to come or like a meet and greet. But would y'all come to Oklahoma? Or could we find somewhere where it could be, you know, our first such a lady meet and greet? I think that would be so dope. Listen, we own it. But let's get into it. Um... (laughs) Our next story was sent in by one of our such-a-ladies. And when I pulled it up, I immediately went back to my childhood, y'all. I kid you not. When Lifetime was the only channel that I knew. And I watched this movie, I can't even count how many times. Like, you would think that the movie, like now, when I look back at it, I was like, I probably shouldn't have been watching this. But also, when I look back at it now... I look at it in a different way. In no way do I think that anybody deserved to die, but I look at it from a different standpoint now that I'm an adult and I'm not a 13-year-old teenager watching Lifetime. (laughs) And if you were a Lifetimer, then you know about Dan and Betty Broderick. Listen, y'all know about them. Because you couldn't even turn to the Lifetime channel without that movie being on. And like, when I was younger watching it I was like dang she crazy she crazy as hell and um so while I'm watching it I don't know if it's the nostalgia or whatever but I'm just like really smiling and I'm like Siobhan so I had to catch myself like Siobhan stop smiling this ain't no comedy but it, it reminded me of my childhood like I just remember lifetime just being the channel like my tv never went off of it now i just i don't know why i don't it seemed like them either i was childish then and i didn't know no better or the movies on lifetime now seem a little bit more fake to me i don't know i just can't watch them like i used to but and also y'all know that your girl reads so that might be an issue i didn't read like three books in the last three days and (laughs) i do it like when it's time to go to sleep so you know to put me to sleep but then i end up to the wee hours of the morning cuz the book thing left me like gone if y'all like to read listen i know this ain't got nothing to do with crime but it's a book called No Lies oh that was a really good book you guys got to check that out if you like thrilling and reading that's a good book but anyway let's get back to it so again i'm watching the movie and i'm like this in this this movie and this research for this uh, podcast left me going down a rabbit hole and it also left me realizing that a lot of times we as even not even just women in a relationship will give everything that we have and continue to give and give and give and think that you know this is me showing this person how much I love them and taking care of the family and then in return, that person will just up and leave you know this ain't what I want to do no more or you know find out that they in love with somebody else and I'm just like, when did you have time to fall in love with somebody else when it was it when I was working two jobs? when I was, you know, taking care of the kids, wasn't when I was cooking dinner, like when did you have the time, because I didn't have the time, and that might be why I'm single, because in my mind, I'm just like, listen, it ain't no, you're better than me, or I'm better than you, we both, listen, you cater to me, I cater to you, you're not better than me, I'm not better than you, so that's how I think, but Betty grew up in the Bronx and was raised in a strict Catholic household where she was trained to be a housewife from the day that this girl was born, y'all. The belief was go to Catholic schools. Be careful with dating until you find a Catholic man. Support him while he works. Be blessed in your later years with beautiful grandchildren. Now, for me, I found this very interesting because I did not know this about Catholics. Y'all are beautiful, beautiful people. I want to be like y'all when I grow up. I know that I need to do better Um, because I was with y'all until the part about support him while he works. Because who support me? Like I don't understand. Like and I and I know I, I know y'all thinking it's the selfishness, Siobhan. that's why you 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 by yourself. But I just I just read all these stories and I see and don't get me wrong, every couple's not the same. But we don't talk about every couple here. We talk about the toxic couples. So those are the ones that I be reading about. Those are the stories that I be seeing, the ones where the wives then gave up everything and then the husband then found somebody, or he just up and decided that he didn't want to be with her no more simply because she didn't got old. I mean, listen, I could use all the cream that they make, but listen, eventually this black is going to crack. <laughs> um, I don't know what's wrong with me, y'all. Listen. Mm. But again, like I said, I know that every couple is not like that. But we only talk about the to- the toxic ones here. Now, Betty had a degree in early childhood education. And she had a minor in English. So, Betty was smart, smart. Like, she wasn't just pretty. She wasn't just a pretty face. She actually had some brains to go with it. Um, now, e- Betty eventually met this handsome Irish Catholic man named dan now remember that was the goal to meet a catholic man and you know support him while he works so betty meets dan and they end up having this beautiful wedding they fall in love and i'm talking beautiful beautiful wedding because this is what they were raised like they prepared for this. This is what they were taught. Like you go to school, you make a grade, you get married to another Catholic person. Boom, boom, boom. This is how it did. And that's what Betty did. Like Betty did what she was taught. She stayed in line. She went to school. She got married. She came home when she came home from her honeymoon. She was pregnant with the couple's first daughter, Kim. So it was like Betty was doing everything right. Now, while Betty was considered the main provider in the marriage in the beginning, Dan did eventually get his degree. He actually received two and he was hired by a law firm. And then things changed because, of course, his income drastically changed Um, at one point. At the height of Dan's career, he was making at least a million dollars a year. So while he was going through school, Betty was working more than one job. She was even selling Avon. And again, I'm this visual person, so I can see them struggling, but he's going to school and Betty's thinking, but this is just the beginning. Like we're like we're struggling now, but there is a, you know a light at the end of the tunnel and i believe in my husband you know what i mean i believe that he is going to school and he's going to provide for us and we're going to be able to sit back and enjoy our grandchildren in our old age because that's what she was taught so i'm pretty sure yeah she had her bad days and didn't want to be the sole provider at times, But you do what you have to do when you know you have to take care of your kids because the family would eventually end up having a total of four children. And Betty ended up stating in one of her books that she had a number of miscarriages and then she actually gave birth to a child that passed away. So Betty had some issues that she was dealing with on her own. But let's talk about the before. Let's get into the before. Before Dan had two degrees and while he was in school and Betty was working the two jobs and selling the Avon products to support to support him and the family that would eventually expand to a family of six because they had the four kids. You know, Betty would go on to say that Dan was abusive, not um, mentally, but You know, I mean, not physically, but mentally. Um, Also, on top of that, before this happened and Dan was this lawyer and things of that nature, they were good. Like it was like they enjoyed living this struggle life. They enjoyed being this couple. They knew that they were working towards something. And so Dan was happy as well. The kids were happy. Everybody said that everybody was happy. But we hear this all the time before it goes toxic. So um, then Dan gets this job. He gets hired by this law firm. And of course, he has to work his way up. But eventually, once he does work his way up, Dan is the man. Like he is. He's the man. And him and um, Betty are living the dream life. Like, can you imagine they move into this nice house They're you know, shaking hands with the elite they can buy whatever they want to buy the kids are going on vacations they ain't eating vienna sausages no more they ain't having to have breakfast for dinner because that's all they got like they living a good life and i'm sure that betty felt good and dan felt good that he was able to provide this for his family but as sometimes men do Not all, but some, you know, that just couldn't be enough because Dan decided to go and hire a 21-year-old Dutch American to be his legal assistant. And I'm not saying that Linda was not the best legal assistant this side of heaven, but what I am saying is that sometimes we... We tend to put ourselves in situations and then be surprised when we end up with blood on our hands. When you're married and you're a family man and you have pure intentions, even if you want to hire a 21-year-old Dutch American beautiful assistant, you, you don't do that. You go hire Bertha, who's 97, who can foul like nobody's bi- she can't see real good, but she can foul like nobody's business, okay? Don't ask her to cut on the computer cause she'll cuss you out. But you ain't got to worry about Bertha coming on to you and if she do, you ain't gonna be coming back on to Bertha. But I can only imagine while um Dan was interviewing this twenty one year old Linda that he was thinking about what they was gonna do on top of the fouls instead of what she was gonna do inside of the fouls. And so it was already a situation on the outside looking in that was gonna be bad but he hired her and within a year of Dan hiring Linda Betty was already accusing Dan of cheating with his wife to which of course Dan denied I ain't cheating with that girl I ain't fooling her it's all in your head why would I be with her we've been married all this time we got these kids I'm happy and you know of course, he flipping her around trying to make Betty seem like she crazy. And Betty like, man, listen, Dan, I know I ain't crazy. Like, come on, like, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining for real. But he kept saying that he wasn't messing with her. But then less than two years later, Dan moved out of the house that he shared with Betty. And Betty didn't even want him to go. So Dan was saying he wasn't cheating on her. Um, Betty with Linda but he was moving different and if you ever been a woman you know when your man is moving different he might not be cheating but you know when he moving different it could be because of stress it could be because he lost his job it could be because he met somebody else but you know when your man is moving different if you pay attention um so Betty knew that he was moving different but he's telling her he not and she's seeing that he is well Betty is heartbroken because they were married for over 16 years and now he like he want to go and I know that couples grow apart but I'm sure that Betty had to be hurt because by the time by the time that they were getting a divorce Dan is on the bar association and he's not even just on the bar association he's serving as the president of the bar association so Dan didn't left her she already think he's sleeping with Linda, this Dutch 21-year-old. Like, for real, though, like, even if he wasn't sleeping with her, like, it's just the embarrassment. And then folks had the nerve to say that she looked like a younger Betty. Like, don't play with me. Like, that will get you cut. Stop playing with me. Do not tell me that my husband's mit- uh, side piece looked like me when I was younger. That Even if you thought that, don't say that. Y'all, if, if I ever get married, don't, don't say that. Okay. But so, I mean, this had to be bad on Betty. So then Dan files for divorce. Cause of course, you know, it's like the separation thing. You say, I want to separate and then you try to work on it. And then the separation leads to a divorce. But when you know in your mind that you're done, the separation is just the beginning of the divorce. Some people separate because they think if I just get a little bit of space to clear my mind, maybe get some help. I know that I'm the toxic person in this relationship. Maybe if I'm better, I can come back and be better. But then there are some people who know when they ask for the separation that they have no intentions of coming back. And I think that Dan was one of those people because within um, the four years of the divorce I mean you know it took the divorce four years to be finalized Betty ended up and it sucks because I know that with the elite well no I don't let me stop acting like I know I don't know these folks (laughs) I'm assuming with the elite that Betty and Dan had friends and unfortunately when you got money sometimes your friends ain't based on loyalty it's based on The social circles. So I can only imagine that once Dan decided that he was gonna divorce Betty, the social circles had to decide who was they gonna roll with. And Dan was the man. Dan the man. He was the malpractice attorney. He was sought after. He was the person that you wanted to represent you. Like he was that that man. So I'm sure that everybody chose Dan, and it didn't help that Betty was starting to act erratic. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that the, her actions were okay, but imagine being married to a man for 16 years, over 16 years, and then he hires this 21 year old girl, and then he moves out the house, and then he eventually admits that he is having an affair with this woman. And you know that they're moving around town together. And you might think he coming home, but you don't know for sure. But in your mind, you're thinking, you know what? I'm watching the person that I helped get through school. And we built a life. We built a life and a family together. And now I have to watch it from the outside looking in. I can't imagine her being you know, where her heart was at, you know, um, and then the children. So, but Betty did play them kids. She, she was wrong because she would, when she would get mad at Dan, she would use the kids against him. She would like drop the kids off at his house and be like, oh, well, you love him more than you love me. And she would like try to use the kids for information. And as I've never been a child of divorce and I can't speak on that, but I have, uh, spoken to women who have been chilled products of, you know, uh, families of divorce. I have friends who have been, you know, a product of families who have been, uh, parents who have divorced. So I have never been one, but I know that it can affect you. Um, because even me as a kid, when my parents would get into a fight, I would think it was my fault. Like I would, try to hold little mediation sessions and stuff like that and get the family together to see how we could fit. Oh, I know I got on my mama's nerves. Oh my gosh. Yes. But I would like try to fix things. I always thought I was a fixer, but one, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my place to fix it. I was a kid. And two, I wasn't even it wasn't even my problem to fix even if I could fix it it wasn't my problem to fix cuz again I'm a kid but as a kid you don't know that so imagine your parents being married for all this time and then getting a divorce and then sometimes when you're mad at somebody else you have a tendency to take it out on the people closest to you so it's easy for children to think that it's their fault and so when their parents are going back and forth because this was considered one of the messiest divorces um of all times that they probably did feel like they they played a part in it. And you know, sometimes you act out, sometimes you try to act better, sometimes you try not to be seen. Whatever you think you could do to make your parents not be at war with each other, you're willing to do it because you feel like it's your fault. So, I feel bad for the kids and Betty definitely was wrong for the way that she would um use the kids to her advantage. She would I don't know if y'all ever saw the movie um <laughs> But Betty was, a, she was especially kind of crazy. She drove her car into the house while the kids was there. And then she would, like, take <clears throat> pies and, like, smash them into Dan's dresser drawer. Like, she would just come over to the house because the kids were there like she, like she owned the place. Like, Betty wasn't scared of nobody. She would come over there. At one point, she... um came in his house and painted on his wall. Like who does that? She burned his clothes up. She was leaving in threat messages on his messaging on his answer machine. Like Betty was I think she just snapped. She just snapped. And so after the divorce is finalized and Dan has sole custody of the kids and he didn't lie about his his assets. So Betty got something but she didn't get what she felt was rightfully hers and now she's watching her family on the outside looking in I just think she snapped I really do was it okay hell no but did she snap hell yeah so um Dan and Linda decide that they're gonna get married and Everybody's like, "Please don't get married because they have this beautiful wedding too because by this time, you know, they ain't got the money. What what he going to do? Get married at the courthouse? No, he finna have a wedding wedding." So, they are concerned about Betty showing up and doing something crazy cuz they don't trust her. But I'm not I'm not being funny. But Linda knew that he was married. Like I'm saying you crazy and you worried now, but you knew he was married. Dan, you knew you was married, but now all of a sudden y'all want to get married. We need to be mindful because Betty's crazy. Who made Betty crazy? Let's ask those questions. All right. But Betty was good. Betty did not turn up at that wedding. She didn't. She didn't show up. The wedding went on without a hitch. Dan and Linda looked beautiful. It was a happy day for them. Dan had moved on with his life. Linda was now, you know, the new the new Mrs. Broderick, and Betty was slowly but surely getting pushed out of the picture. And so, one day, about eight months before, eight months before, and seven months after, Dan and Linda get married. I guess. Betty's at home and she's just thinking. And one of the worst things that you can do when you're going through something bad is to be alone with your mind. Because your mind, I don't think we realize how powerful our mind is. Because Betty says she was just sitting at home thinking. And she said she was tired. She was tired of the fighting. She was tired of the bickering. She was tired of the restraining orders. She was tired of watching her kids not be her kids. And so... She had purchased a a gun, a thirty-eight revolver, held five bullets. She got up. She went over to Dan and Linda's house. She used the key that she had stole from her oldest daughter. She walked to their room. Now, this is how you know she just be in these folks' house. How do you even know where their room is at? Look, I didn't get angry. I didn't knock my whole pen thing over. How do you even know where their room is at? Why are you even in my house like that? There had to have boundaries should have been said. She walks in these people's house in the dark, goes up to their bedroom. Again, there's five bullets in here because it only holds five. She shoots Linda twice. One, in the, one hits her in the head. One hits her in the chest. She dies instantly. Then she goes for Dan and she shoots Dan in the chest, but Dan doesn't die immediately. So um, Betty is just watching him and she sees that he's trying to get to the phone. And she's like, if he gets to this phone, he's going to call somebody before I have time to get out of here. So she yanks the phone cord out. So he can't call anybody. So Dan has to die this slow death. And, and and Betty leaves because that's what she came for. She didn't come to kill the kids. She didn't come to hurt the kids. She didn't come for anything other than to kill Linda and Dan. And the other two bullets were found in the wall. So she must have missed. Um, but she shot all five of those um, bullets. She ends up leaving and she calls her oldest daughter and she lets her know what, what happens. And her oldest daughter and her boyfriend convinced her that I think that, you know, you need to turn yourself into the police. And I mean, at this point, I don't think Betty really cared what happened to her. Um, She stated that when she went over there that she didn't mean to hurt them. She meant to talk and that Linda screamed and that startled her and that made her shoot. But okay, that's what you're saying, Betty, but... Why did you go to the house with a gun? Why did you go to the house, period? Why did you buy the gun? Like, like none of it is making sense. You could say that you went over there to talk, but why would you go at 5.30 in the morning when they sleep? So, of course, the, the jury is thinking the same thing that I'm, I'm thinking. And so, um, Betty is sentenced to 37 years to life in prison. For the murder of Dan and Linda. And when I think about it and during this time, Betty became like a household name because women all around the world were like, dang, she did what I've been wanting to do or what I've been thinking to do. Or, or you had the women who were like, no, it wasn't okay that she killed him. She should have just left. But I can see where she came from. I I, I, I definitely understand where her thought process was. And me, do I feel like she should have killed him? No. I felt like, you know, we've all been through, through, you know, hard times. I've been through a divorce. It was ugly. I ended up having to work with the man for two years, be on the same team as him. It was horrible, but I didn't get no gun to shoot him. He was talking bad about me like, you know, I was like the scum of the earth. But I didn't go and purchase no gun and shoot that man. So I feel like we all have choices, but I also feel like we all deal with things differently. I don't know where Betty's mind frame was at. I didn't have four kids with that man. I wasn't with that man for 16 years. So, you know, again, like I said, the more I look into this, the more it is not so much just a toxic love story gone wrong. I actually see the person and i don't think what betty did was wrong but i also don't think what dan and linda did was wrong either um and i hate that it had to turn out the way that it did but that's why you leave married men alone and i'm not saying that they deserved it but you never know where somebody's mind frame is at and when you can stop a situation from happening then my gosh let's stop it from happening Wait till the, the, the paper's on the, the ink is dried or, or what. But, you know, I, I kind of just get the, the the idea that, you know, Dan wooed Linda. And, and he was telling her, like, you know, I ain't in love with her no more. And, you know, sometimes we hear what we want to hear. And she heard what she wanted to hear. And unfortunately, what she heard ended up costing her her life. But um, that was our... Toxic love story gone wrong for the week. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know, I appreciate y'all and I love y'all, and y'all know where y'all can find us at Such a Lady 30 on Instagram and Such a Lady on Facebook. And I'll close with this if you are looking for a sign to get out of your toxic relationship, this is it. I promise you, you don't need no other sign. Just leave. You deserve more. You're worth more, and you can't find more until you get until you let go of that toxic situation you're in. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here at any time. Email me, DM me, send me a message in a bottle. I don't care, sis. I don't care. Just get at me and know that I'm here for you. Don't forget to be great on purpose, and I'll meet you guys back here next time. Thanks for tuning in.